got done. I just got done going through a uh, Christmas lights drive through at Daytona Speedway with my brother and his girlfriend. So, <laughs> hooray for third wheels. I love that. Just right now, let's do a quick shout out to Dreamcatcher Golf. Um, check out our merch. We just put some up and uh, going to get some more for the next year coming in and big things planned for 2022, putting some content out there and yeah, it's going to be great. So check out Dreamcatcher Golf for uh, all your golf and yoga and health and wellness needs in the future. What's uh, what's the website? Dreamcatchergolf.com. And Instagram? At DreamcatcherGolfCo. All right. Perfect. Check them out. We'll share them on our page. We just got a new uh, – she got our own Instagram page. At the at traveling athlete pod, we're, we're going to start doing some video here soon. I'm trying to figure that out actually. Um, but in the meantime, Dave and I will be posting just stuff that we do on the golf course, um, everyday life stuff, you know, just to be a little bit more interactive with the people. That's right. So, what we're right. about putting content out and showing <clears throat> the world what being a professional golfer is all about yes sir the... and i mean we're not just professional golfers man we're, we're we do other things like we said and that's why we started this podcast so yeah we're people too even though we spend 90 percent of our lives out in the golf course there's still that 10 percent. we still got that 10 percent. that's for sure yes sir all right this is, uh, what, the seventh pod? Seventh one we've done? Yeah, it is. 007, right. baby. Episode seven of the Travel. Shout Athlete out James podcast. Bond. And I got to give one more shout out to my boy, Jared Wessinger. Um, he was asking about it this afternoon, saying, hey, when you're doing that podcast, and I'm like, hey, Jared, we're doing it tonight, actually. So I'm going to give you a shout out. So, Jerry, I know you're listening to Columbus. And thanks, man. Appreciate you. And shout out to you. I love it. I love it. That's Tiger awesome. up. Yeah. Speaking of, did you watch any of the golf this week? A little bit. Not much, though. I spent a lot of time just chilling. Um, I spent the Saturday with my papa. <clears throat> First time I've seen my grandpa in a while, so I didn't really get to watch much of it then. And yesterday I spent it on the golf course in the afternoon, so. Yeah, no, fill me in though, because I know you did. I saw I Tiger was on for like an hour. Not I didn't playing, watch a single shot. Talking. Yeah, I didn't watch a single shot. I just heard what Tiger had to say. I watched him hit some three woods and drivers, and and he's lying to the world, and I love it. He's he's setting himself up for a comeback with no expectation and he's telling everyone that they should temper their expectations. But I know deep down he's thinking, you guys ready for this? But I didn't watch a single, I, I honestly don't even know who won. So I just Victor watched. Victor Hovland. Okay. Came from behind by five. It's actually rather impressive. That's pretty crazy. But... Yeah. Colin Morikawa got engaged and shot four over. So. <laughs> It was a kiss of death. I mean, look what happened to Rory when he got engaged. And then he felt that go to his golf game, and he called that wedding off real quick. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, you just got to have a kid if you're going to get married because you, you get married, first. your game goes goes into the dump, and then you have a kid, and you pull a John Rahm, and you go win a U.S. Open okay, with or without COVID. I guess that's the formula. I don't know if uh, I'm, I'm willing to make that sacrifice, but – So, yeah, no – no golf for either of us today. We're watching golf, I should say, for either of us. But the big, a lot of Tiger news, a lot of uh, just excitement around that. I mean, it's still, it's still pretty wild to me what he's been having to go through. But um, we ended last podcast teasing some things, and you wanted to talk about some bold predictions. And I want to hear those because I have no idea what you're talking about. I was just thinking of one in particular when I mentioned it. I did hint at it, yes. Um, pace of play. Man, dude. Yeah, it gets slow out there sometimes. It's brutal. A little too slow. Um, competitive golf in general, not just professional golf. I mean, five-hour rounds, five-and-a-half-hour rounds is just way too much. Um, four hours I'm okay with, but, I mean, my bold prediction – to just cut to the chase is I think in the future, not too long. I mean, I'm not saying next year, or two years, or maybe five or 10 years, we'll be seeing PGA tour rounds of golf that will be required to finish in four hours or less. And if they don't finish in those four hours or less, there's going to be some sort of penalties. Um, I know the Ohio golf association put it in when we played the Ohio am a few times and it was, it was a little um, little bit ridiculed, but, like, yeah, there's going to be some backlash, but it's fair, man. I mean, if we're going to put golf as, like, a sport and classify it as a sport, like, one of the arguments needs to be, like, yeah, like, maybe we should make it so you need to finish within a certain amount of time. I mean, there's you can't play a basketball game in more than 48 minutes unless you go to overtime. I mean, yeah, there's 18 holes in golf. And, like, time is less of a factor, but time is still a factor in golf. And I'm not one – I'm not the fastest player in the world. I'm not the slowest player in the world either. But, I mean, I feel like whenever I'm flowing, like, you can play around the golf walking in a two-ball or three-ball, maybe even sometimes a four-ball within – three hours, 45 minutes, four hours max. Yeah, granted, you're you're taking care of business and you're not dicking around in between shots or anything like that. But, um, yeah, in order to, for tournament golf to continue with the way it is and the way that the rules have been transpiring, I feel like this is the next order of business that they will be taking care of. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with you more on all of that. There's absolutely nothing worse, absolutely nothing worse than slow golf. Like when I'm going out to pra- even when I'm going out to practice, I'm behind groups and I'm seeing these people take. Like go, uh, it's one thing about playing bad. You can play fast and play bad, but to just lollygag around and to just stand around and not be ready to hit your shot, it is brutal and um my my lat my uh u.s open qualifier this year my round was six hours and 45 minutes 
That's ridiculous. It was it was the most miserable day of golf. I, I think I shot I missed. Well, one I missed by one shot. That sucked. But two, there was a par three, two hundred and fifty yards over water, and I forget. I think it was a. I forget what PGA section was doing it, but it was in Palm Springs, which whichever one that one is. But 250 yards over water, they put the flag back right, tucked, and 10 yards right of that is out of bounds. I waited on that tee box for an hour and 15 minutes because people were either hitting it out of bounds, had to re-tee, or hitting it in the water, going up, didn't know where to drop, had to come back, hit another shot. It was, it was miserable, miserable. And I, I don't understand. I don't understand how this is still not the top priority. I mean, it might be now, but it should be the top priority because not. And, and I'm a very patient person, but it is so brutal to be waiting on every shot, especially in a tournament, because you lose your you lose your flow, you lose your focus. You have to stand around. You have to stay loose. It is so bad. And honestly, public golf courses, they should literally tell every – I mean, every public golf course has um, starters and people to keep pace of play going. But they should be like, hey, guys, all right, have fun. Your tee time's at 8, 12 o'clock, we're kicking off the golf course. Because if you can't finish 18 holes in four hours, what are we doing? I mean, it, it's brutal. And I know on the PGA Tour, it is even worse for guys that just take – literally take everything that doesn't even matter that much like way too, like take way too long and, and honestly in my last tournament I played in this this kid I played with would read his putt go up seven practice strokes counted seven practice strokes step off again go back up to his ball look three times and then putt it every putt I mean, see what it, Berger did at the hero the little bit of golf I did catch did you see what Berger did I didn't know. The way he's been putting, he has been lining up his ball, getting over it, having his caddy go behind him, making sure he's lined up properly. And if it's not, he's like, ah, I don't think – I think it's a little bit low or a little bit high. And he adjusts his line. Then he gets back. They do it all over again. He says, okay. Then they back off. Then he backs off the reset because that's against the rules if he were to pull the trigger for um, those people who don't know – the rules in um, detail. So he backs off his caddy exits backs in again, and then he hits the putt, man, this process. I mean, he had like a four or five footer for par. This was round one. I think when he was up there in the lead and it had to have taken him upwards of a minute to a minute and a half to just to, to read a putt, roll it and hold it. Whereas like, Simply, you have a four-footer, read the putt. That shouldn't take more than five to ten seconds. Just go with your gut feeling. I mean, yeah, it's easier said than done because of our skill level. I will say that. But read the putt, get over it, get comfortable, take your practice strokes. It shouldn't take too much longer than that, than five to ten seconds as well. And within 30 seconds, the trigger is pulled and the ball's in the hole. Or you're putting it again. Hopefully it's the former. I mean, that's that's so brutal. Uh, yeah. 
honestly, for a guy like that, I would I would never expect him to be that slow of a player. But I mean, he it, needs to get he, back on the speed. I just don't understand. I know Jordan Spieth has had a, had that problem with stepping on, stepping off, and <clears throat> we know Bryson with his fucking calculations and all whatever the hell he does. But it's uh it is a problem, and I don't even think that's like a bold prediction. I think that just is something that should happen. Yeah, I mean it should. It probably will, but I think that's a good prediction, bold prediction. But I mean. It, it's got to start somewhere. We got to push the needle forward somewhere, and um, who knows? Maybe we'll have that implemented at um, Clovernook Open or a few other tor- tours that aren't related with the PGA Tour. You know, um, the Euro, well, formerly known as the Euro Tour, the DP World Tour. They, um, what is it? Is the tournament in Austria the one where they have? the shot clock. So they literally have somebody in a cart with a shot clock on them. Whenever their turns up, like they had like, I think the tournament still goes on. Like, I'm not kidding you. It's like called the shot clock masters. I mean, they have like 40 seconds to hit the ball. I mean, I don't know about the shot clock idea, but just the, I think the pace of play thing, but the the only only thing I can say to play devil's advocate is, I don't I don't even know because they they just lowered the time to search for your ball from five to three minutes and, I I mean how many time have you have you been putting the clock at all recently in tournaments? No, I, I my group has twice and. I'm a very fast player. I take two practice swings and I hit it. Um, but some of the guys that I played with were just – I think I don't think they are that slow. They were just struggling a little bit. But we got put on the clock, and right when we got put on the clock, we busted ass through two holes and caught right up. I mean, it, it's it's pretty easy to do that. And, and honestly, it would, it would make for, like, a lot of parity in the – in the golf, like in the golf round, think about if you have five minutes to play your last hole. Think about how fast that twosome is going to play eighteen. Like they're going to be running up the fairway. You know, it'd just be different. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, I mean that's what you could get if we have something like what we're talking about implemented. Man, I mean, if somebody's got to finish a round in four hours and they're at three fifty-five, then. Hey, like we all gotta finish, or else we all get a penalty, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, and there's no yeah. like, there's no excuses to it either. I mean, everyone's held account- accountable in this po- at this point. If this is implemented, everyone's held accountable. Plus, and, unless you're the last group, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but plus, if you're the if you, unless you're the last group, you're only hurting the people who are playing behind you because they're the ones waiting around. So it should be some kind of penalty. Yeah, you know, because like. Is if everyone if everyone's playing in front of you and they're playing at a good pace and everything's like good and everything's going with the flow, but then you're the group that got stuck behind these two slow ass players in front of you, like that's not exactly fair. So they should be punished if they're not keeping up with, you know, keeping up with the group ahead of them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there there's going to be all sorts of ways to 
to regulate it and whatnot. Because let's say like a group does play slow and they're in the middle of the field for the tee times for the day, like you're going to have the rest of the field that's backed up. But I mean, let's say they finish in four ten, then I mean, tee times are ten minute increments apart. Then I mean, the group behind them should finish within ten minutes as well, and ten minutes as well. But like. I mean, four hours or less. I mean, I agree. I'm with that. And if you I mean, you are can first even... out, it doesn't mean you have to finish in four hours. You don't have to finish in 357. I mean, you could finish in 330 if you wanted to, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see golf rounds that are like three hours and 30 to three hours and 45 minutes. I mean, that's what they used to do back in like 19... 19- hundreds like the early 1900s like they played 36 holes in u.s opens like golf tournaments were only two days and they played four rounds in those two days they played 36 holes both days because nobody fucked around back then yeah i mean there's no excuse to i never I, i never understood why tournaments take so long but then but then you get into a group with some of these guys that just are so slow <clears throat> and it, it's just brutal. And then, yeah, you just hurt. You're just hurting the people you're playing with, and obviously, you don't care because you're playing against them. But that sucks, man. There's nothing worse. Literally, nothing worse than slow golf. And there's public courses around here. There's a there's a course 15 minutes away from here. Good public track. I've played nine holes. There's nine holes there twice, and both times they were three hours and 30 minutes long. Damn, dude. Nine holes. Nine holes. It's called Rancho Park. If you're ever in LA, you better uh, you better mark that time off because it's never it's never quick there unless you're the first off. But it, it's just brutal. And and that's what I mean. I mean with these public courses, you should honestly just give these guys like, hey, you have four hours to finish eighteen. If not, sorry, you're getting pulled off. It's just how it and is. It doesn't have to be for just regular golf either. I'm just talking like tournament golf, you know. Well, I mean, I'm talking all of it. I, I mean, it like there's well there's that golf. can be the co- course rule. I mean, that could be a local rule for a golf course. Like you don't finish in four hours, like your time's up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember at, growing up at Heritage, they'd have a sign on the the golf cart, um, "Keep up with a four hours and fifteen minute pace," and it said strictly enforced. And every every member there was were like the fastest golfers like the fastest you you didn't play around over three hours and 30 minutes and if you did and if and if a member was behind you the pro shop's getting called and i'm all for that yeah agreed something that should be looked at for sure especially in the pro ranks tournament ranks before anything i think it's it's something that the usga or pga tour needs to investigate and take a deep dive into and hopefully to do something about it. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not about the speed golf. That's for damn sure. But like, I mean, there's a difference between speed golf and just not taking 10 practice swings before you hit it or not lining up your ball, stepping back, going up to your ball again, stepping back, calling over your caddy, having them line you up like a base, basically what you're talking about, what uh, Daniel Berger does. And I still can't believe of all people, he does that, but 
But I mean, there's there's other parts of golf that that slowed us down. I mean, uh, two weeks ago, I played in a tournament, and this guy had to putt with the flagstick in on every single putt. And I'm all for having the flagstick like staying in, like not to like bounce back off of uh, pace of play, but I'll bring it around. Don't worry. But if I'm constantly having to pull the flag and putting it back in for people, that drives me nuts. Like, if you can see the hole, take it out. Unless you're 40 feet away, it does – like, this whole this whole notion of it helps the ball go in the hole, it doesn't. It doesn't. If It it, it blows my mind that people do this. But this, this kid, he had a two-foot putt, and he goes, can you put the flag back in? And I'm like, just tap it in. It, it, it's wild to me. And then that makes, that makes everything take more time. And that was one of the tournaments we got put on the clock because this kid literally had to have the, the flag in on every single putt. Like I'd be away and I'd be like, well, I want it out. And he's like, oh, well, I'll go first. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Can we just play golf? Why, why does it have to be so technical? Take the flag six out, people. Dave, keep going. <laughs> I just got heated over that. All good. All good. <laughs> we all we all have our own things that make us tick in good ways and bad ways. So I don't know. Are you a flag stick in, in the whole person, or you take it out? No, no, I don't. I rip the stick. I mean, if I'm forty feet away, I might leave it in or ask to have it left in, but I don't usually keep it in if I'm putting. Yeah. Shoot, man, like I'll be in the rough greenside or um, on the fringe or fairway greenside and I'll, I'll rip the stick, man. I'd, mm-hmm. I like chipping it in without the, without the hole, um, without the flag in the cup I, as well. Like it's so cool whenever you chip in and the ball just drops over the edge and yeah. Yeah. Flag stick out. Flag sticks out for me. Love it. Thank God. So what's your uh, full prediction? I mean, I didn't think it'd get that heated or that steamed up. No, honestly, I think that's my full prediction. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with that because I I have the PGA Tour is gonna have a competitor in the next ten years, and the reason I say that, and I know we've touched on this before, but the process of getting there, the 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 um, amount of players there are that can compete at that highest level is growing more and more. So I'm not talking about like the European tour. I'm saying that there's going to be another tour in America that's going to compete with the BGA tour. And I say that because everything's getting more expensive now. Like there's these inflation charges. Now Monday qualifiers are $50 more out of nowhere and entry fees are are growing. Q school is growing and and they have less of a reward. So I truly think that there's going to be a competitor. Your thoughts? First thought that comes to mind? Oh, God. Covernook Open. <laughs> I didn't say that. Those, those are your words, not mine. <laughs> you were giving me that look, man. I can see it. I can read it on your forehead. Uh, no, I'll do you one better. <laughs> Dreamcatcher Golf Tour. <laughs> oh, man. We're all – David's just plug city over here. Uh, I mean, okay. I don't give a shit what it's but not called. not really. 
hey, I mean, I got I got a good blueprint, and I mean, I don't know why they strayed away from the Hooters store blueprints because that's similar to like the model that we try to use. But no, there there's no there's it, it just feels like there's a lot of take 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 from the PGA Tour. I know what you mean. I understand it, and I may have said this in a previous podcast, but I've heard that if the PGA Tour were to lose all of its sponsors, they could survive for another eight to ten years. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they. it just seems like there's not a lot of give back. And if there is, it's going to the $40 million player impact program or the boosted it's- FedEx Cup, you know? And there's there's nothing that's helping – there's nothing that's helping that's the PGA's tour is really doing to keep the struggling developmental tour pro who's got the talent to, to stay, to play on the tour level. There's, there's not really much of an opportunity for them to stay up there, or keep their head above water unless they hustle their fucking ass off, man. And like have us have some sort of side hustle or work their ass off on the golf course, or have a sponsor. I mean, there's so many. I'd say the majority of guys that are doing this right now that are playing professionally golf, they're probably playing more more professional sports as well. You can probably throw this statistic in there. Um, They're not doing it without sponsorships or without the help of sponsorships, whether it's some sort of help. I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta have you have to have someone helping you, and um, it goes to the whole thing with why Dreamcatcher Golf Company is Dreamcatcher Golf Company. It's why it's called that. Is because you gotta have company, you gotta have a community around you to help to help you with getting to where you want to go, achieving those goals that you have, or whatever it is you put your mind to and your intentions towards. So, um, I'm not quite sure how I got off on that tangent, but um, no, I mean, I, I agree. And, and to not even, uh, to not even have like some kind of trickle down system or like the PGA tour could honestly monopolize all of golf. Like they can have their own mini tours. They can have their own like single a double a triple a kind of thing going on with all this money, all this money that they have. I mean, it, it just it blows my mind. They don't have like some like pretty cool system to like get people to come up, but also cater to those guys on top as well. Like thinking about all this, I just want to meet the I just want to meet the guys that are like guys or girls who are in charge of whatever the hell they're doing, because nothing's really changed besides let's just keep making the top guys the top guys, and then maybe add some young superstar coming up every now and then if they win 10 tournaments in their first hundred starts or whatever, whatever's crazy. I don't even know, but I don't know. I just think, I I honestly think there's going to be a competitor and I think it's going to be formed by a bunch of guys who are former players who are former players who either made it for a few years or didn't make it. And they're sick and they were sick and tired of paying all these crazy entry fees. So that's that's uh, my bold prediction there. Word. And 
Yeah, I see it. I see it happening. So, if there's going to be any league, any sports league that this could happen with, too, it's it's golf. Yeah, I mean, it, it can happen. There's so many good players. It's it's not like football or basketball where after the top 15, there's a big drop-off. Or, like, after the starting quarterback of any team gets hurt, it's like they just got this guy – they just signed this guy last week, and they can only use half their playbook. I mean – when uh, there's world golf, there's world golf championship events. Uh, is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, WGC events. They have two. They have another PGA Tour event, and they're missing the top seventy guys in the world. And honestly, I I like watching those a little bit more, like the the secondary events, just because you 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 can see guys that you never really see. There's just a lot that they're missing out on, and there's a lot of opportunity that's just kind of getting flushed on the toilet. So, I mean, that's that's one thing I, I would say I'm pretty passionate about, if you can't tell. Yeah, most definitely. I can tell. And, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the PGA Tour does do some good things as well. They have charitable causes. Oh, I'm that, not saying that. That I'm run just... with every – yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to kind of – make face with the PGA tour. So in case they do hear this, <laughs> we're not blacklisted. <laughs> so uh, honestly, it probably cause that's where we're us. trying to go right now. You know, Hey, maybe, um, but no, I mean, they do good things with their charitable efforts. What's involved with most every tournament they have. Um, PGA tour. U is kind of nice. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of them giving back, but at the same time, they're, they're having the cream rise to the top. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, it's it, it'd have been nice if that were around for us. Yeah, for oh, I mean, definitely. I, I mean, why aren't they doing it for D D two or D three or anything else? Is what I want to know. Like, why don't they go by stroke average, or why don't well, they go by um, some sort of variable. I mean, you can still measure that with a D3 golfer. I mean, granted, like, they'd have to win every tournament they play in, probably, and shoot under par every round and be basically flawless, but it's hard, you, to, it's hard to judge it. But. Why don't you just do a college Q school? College Q school. Yeah. Like that doesn't college. sound half bad. I just don't understand. Like, we're just going to pick the guys that we like? It's It's... It's dumb. I mean, well, here's a spinoff. <clears throat> what there could could be is like, think of like the the football soccer teams over in Europe. How there's like Manchester City, how there's uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, all these different teams, Aston Villa, um, Bartha, just throwing teams out there. What if we have like a like all these golf clubs, these nice golf clubs are ones that wanted to put up and get into this league. What if we had an Oakmont country club who's being represented by Spencer Mellon <laughs> and, uh, and Tom Nettles shout out to those boys. Um, and then what if we had like a, like a Clovernote country club represented by yours truly and, and whoever else, um, no, I'm Mirfield Village. Wing I'm foot. all about that. Like I'm it'd be so that. cool to to see like 
Oakmont Country Club is going to be playing Wingfoot and Tiger Woods was selected by Wingfoot and he's a he's a player member there or something like that. Well, all right, we'll say medalist because he's actually a member of medalist. So medalist versus Oakmont, you know. I mean, you could do there's there's so many ways you can do it and there's so many cool ideas with with just, you know, how golf set up in general. There's so many different avenues you can go down and I don't know. Um, I personally think that it's just golf is honestly go down on the European tour. I, what are they called now? DP World Tour. DP World Tour. Okay. DP, good on them because they're always trying new stuff. And they're like the experimental tour with like the new things. Because with the, I know they did the, well, you just told me about the shot clock thing. And I know they do other, other stuff. Um, it's like more experimental with like how they can play in tournaments or they have more team events too, I think. So good on them because four rounds every, every week can get a little boring, especially when it's year round. And I don't know, maybe it'll expose more guys to play, but who am I? Also, I just want to say this. I'm not saying that I'm complaining about how hard it is to get on the PGA tour. I'm, only saying this because how expensive it is. And if you enter any tournament right now, that's over three days, it's probably going to be at least $800 for a mini tour event. And then one round of qualifiers for the PGA tour or corn Ferry tour are $450, not counting your travel and hotel fees. So all I'm saying is I only want to play against the toughest talent. That's all I want. But with the expenses, it's just a bit ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. Um, I know there was a big controversy on the Outlaw Tour last year because um, – fuck, what's his name? Dan- There's some European guy. Anyway, former PGA Tour player was, like, trying to, like, get his game back, and he won, like, two Outlaw Tours and Tour events in a row, and a bunch of people on Twitter were complaining about why this guy shouldn't be playing on mini tours. And all I could think of was, like, everyone on the mini tours right now is trying to get to the highest level. So they, if they can't even beat this guy, what are we doing? So that's all I'm saying. I'm all for the challenge of getting there, but hey, it's expensive. That's all I'm saying. It's expensive. If anybody wants to help us out, you can make a uh, <laughs> you can make a traveling athlete Venmo account very quickly. <laughs> My Venmo is at David Lettering. <laughs> no spaces, no caps. I did not mean to take it there. The four digits. <laughs> Mike, you want to go ahead and put yours out there too? Yeah, it's. Uh, if anyone wants to help me, Mike and Mike, yeah. there we go. Mike Wolf Gold. No spaces. No spaces. No, no, nothing. Oh, that was good. I like that. That was a good one. <laughs> Maybe, well, we won't do GoFundMe because they take all your money. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. Fuck. All right. Well, yeah, that's that. That was exhausting. Sorry. It's all good. Let's get on something <laughs> something later too. Golf misconceptions. You updated the notes page earlier. I did. So yeah. I googled common golf misconceptions. And there's nine. We can. What's, you want to agree on which ones, and then come up with your own after that? Yeah. Okay. 
So according to HagenOaks.com, posted July 14th, 2020, nine most common misconceptions about golf. Number one is the faster you swing, the further you hit it. I think that's actually kind of true because it can be depending on how you hit the ball. But also, if you swing fast and connect with it, it's going to go far. Yeah. I think what they meant to say is the harder you swing, the further you hit it. Because, like, speed does equal distance in golf. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to actually go with the opposition and disagree and say – and agree – well, I'm going to agree to disagree and say the faster you swing, the further you do hit it. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. We're leaving all this in here, right? Yes. Okay. Keep going. Number two, the goal is to hit it as far as you can. And long drive it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. The goal, the goal is to get the ball in the hole and hit it as close to the hole as you can if you don't make it in the hole. Yeah, I mean, I would say off the tee, unless it's a short par four and you have to hit like an iron. Mm-hmm. So, well, even then, you got to man it. You have to manage the course. If you if you can max out at three hundred yards, your driver and it's 250 to the water, like you're going to have to stay short of that. 250 to the water and you can't carry it. I I agree. But also if there's a par five, just straight away, 500 yards, I'm swinging as hard as I can. Unless unless it's like super tight. I don't know. No, good point. Good point. You're devil's advocate. I get it. I I would say yes and no. Fair that's enough. Not that, that's not that big of a misconception. All right, number three. Golf is old-fashioned and boring. Um, yeah. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, I guess if, like, you're brand new into golf, you are – you look at it as, like, this old rich guy – this old white guy rich sport. But if you're actually, like – a little bit knowledgeable at the game. It's pretty fashionable. It's very trendy right now. And, I mean, if you want to play for fun, you just go out to the course, drink a few beers, and you'll probably have a blast. Plus, you get to drive a golf cart around. So, Or yeah. you can go for a hike, you know. You could treat it as that as well. <laughs> I mean, golf can be looked in different ways. I mean, a nice drop, a nice walk in the park – a hike, toting your bag, strapped on in a cart, having a few beers with the boys, um, tournament golf. I mean, hell, I mean, there's just so many different kinds of golf. And plus, it keeps like old athletes competitive. Like if they if their athletic career is over, I mean, how many people? Almost everyone picks up golf after that, and they just keep their competitive juices flowing. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I remember seeing, I can't remember if it's like a meme or like a video reel and it showed like all the different kinds of golfers and it was like a video game style. So it said like select your golfer and then one was like the drinker, partier, um, the serious golfer, the one dressed to the nines. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, all those pretty funny. 
Okay, four. Golf is hard. It's not a misconception. It is so fucking hard. It's hard. It's, hard. it's so it's so hard. But it's easy. In how? a sense. Please tell me how. Man, once you get that 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 feeling of that first pure strike, it, it's addicting. I know it's been a while since me and you have had that. And we've had many since then. But dude, like I've seen it. It's a big thing. Once you get that first strike, it's not saying it's easy to do it again. And not saying like it's hard to do it again. But but it's but the the misconception they're saying the misconception is golf is hard. And it's so hard and we should move on. I've gone on the record saying it's one of the hardest things I've ever done and it is Um, but it's also fun it can be easy a lot of it is like how you approach the game as well to to be honest with you I don't don't want to I hear you I hear you I hear all that and I know what you're trying to say but it should be treated as like a yes or no because obviously there's going to be days where it feels easy but more often than not, 90% of the time, it's hard. Yeah, but you got to find enjoyment in that challenge. I never, I never said never said it's not – like something, something being hard doesn't mean it, you don't like to do it or that it's not enjoyable. Like for me, I think the, the most fun part about golf is that it's so hard. Like I love practicing. I love grinding on new stuff. I, I mean I love trying to hit different shots or harder shots. But it's hard. Yeah, it is. It's very hard. And I'm only presenting those arguments that it can be easy because we do have other – or like someone in our audience probably is maybe wanting to get into golf a little bit more, you know? Sure. I guess. It's, Just looking out for the little man, my, my man. Don't, li- don't lie to him. <laughs> Number five. Here's a funny one. We just had a little bit of a conversation about this not too long ago. Golf is expensive. Yep. It, yes, yes, it is. But also, you can find a you can find a public course, a mini course. You can go play. You can find you can get a set of clubs from your friends or you set for yeah for less than a couple hundred bucks. So, um, just I mean, we depends were on. About- we were talking about like tournaments and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go to your local muni, you can get used golf clubs, you can go to Walmart and get cheap golf balls. You don't have to, you don't, don't buy Pro V1s if you're over a 10 or over a 15 handicap. How about that? Don't get a new set of irons every year. You don't need that $800 driver. They just came out with revolutionary technology the year before. It doesn't come out every year, you know. It's it's like it's Don't like ha- a car, you know. Like there's not going to be much difference between a 2019 and a 2020, you know. Yeah. Don't. I'm not saying play a 905R Titleist driver. I'm saying you don't need <clears throat> the TaylorMade. What what what's the new one right now? The Sim Two. You don't. If you have the Sim One, you don't need the Sim Two. Unless you really want it. And you have the money for it, then go for it. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but you don't need it. It's the same club. 
Okay, there's a little bit of a a paragraph and novel to this one, but number six, and it goes along with our first topic. Golf takes too long to play and practice. And can I read this real quick? Hang on. Yeah, go, go ahead. The typical 18-hole round of golf is around a four-hour commitment, which may be a little too much for some. However, there are ways to be able to get your golf fix in less time. A good alternative is to play a round of nine holes instead of 18, which is often cheaper and only takes about 90 minutes to complete. We'll say two hours. I don't know how they got 90, <laughs> 90 minutes. 90 minutes for nine holes. And four, I don't know where that extra half hour came in, you know, but it's all good. <laughs> Continuing, many golf courses have this option at their local course. If not, you can always just quit after nine if you would like. Next, you can go to the range. You can go for as long or as little as you want to blow off some steam and practice your golf game. Which reminds me, practice doesn't have to take very long. It actually requires consistency more than anything. And the absolute fastest way to improve your golf game is to get a coach so that you can speed through many learning barriers and get your, get your game on track. So, um, I disagree. Golf does take too long in a sense from compared to where, where it used to be. Um, practice. I mean, you can make that your own. I mean, you can practice not at all, or you could spend sun up to sundown on the driving range. I mean, it's all about what you like and how much you want to put in and, how much time you have to put in, I guess. So 1000%. You get you whatever you put in, you get out of golf. When you put in the time to 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 be better, you're going to get better. But don't expect don't expect to get better if you're only going to the range once a week. Right. Simple as that. Number 7, golf is not a real sport. I mean, yeah, we kind of we touched the basis on this already, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it's – when people say that, they're just dumb. Yeah. I don't want to say dumb. They're just a little ignorant. They don't really know what goes into it. You think – I mean, even a lot of people out here think that I just go out and drink beer and just hit a bunch of golf balls around. But it's it's – I always joke. I'm like, oh, no, golf's a game. Just to, you know – fuck around with people but it's a sport you have to work your ass off to get good i mean look at all the top guys in the world right now they're all in shape they all hit it far they're all flexible like just because we're not lining up at the line of scrimmage and hitting each other doesn't mean it's not a sport right i'm with you but hey i'm gonna call it a game whatever (laughs) play tennis I mean, I think, dude, uh, you can call anything a sport. Sports and games, I I've, yeah, in a sense, but people do things for sport. Let's put it that way. Exactly. So why can't golf be a sport? That's a good point. I Honestly, I think that's a 2011 comment, but now since golf's grown a lot and – a lot more people play. I feel like now it's kind of getting that respect of, of another sport. 
Plus yeah, we're just the Olympics and you know. Oh yeah, tie- fair enough. It's in the Olympics, so we're just gonna like go ahead and cancel that comment. How about that? Um, Golf no. is not a real sport. Cancel. No, say it if you want. I'm not supporting cancel culture. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking, I'm fucking around. <laughs> All right, number eight, I can't go out onto the golf course until I'm good. I don't hate that. See, what's good about golf these days is there are ways to get interactive in the game without going out and playing top golf, mm-hmm. for example. Um, the new Tiger Woods putting courses that he designed, I forget what they're called off the top of my head. There's one that were right they just built one right where right where I used to live in Estero, Naples, Fort Myers area. Um it's called Pop Shot. So there's that, there's Top Golf. I mean there's these wedge courses, these short courses that are being built at um many many courses in the country, uh especially the resort destination courses, Bandon, Pinehurst, um you name it. There's the cradle. There's the sheep ranch. Whatever you, I, I'm all for that. But yeah, I mean, there are courses that probably you should hone your skills in before you play. Pinehurst number two. Yeah, being I would one, say, for example, if you can, if you feel comfortable, if you can consistently get the ball in the air, then you're ready to play. But if you're rolling everything and miss it in, like, sometimes you miss the ball, maybe spend some more time on the range. Maybe go putt. But if you're just trying to go out with some friends and you don't really care what you're going to shoot and you just want to hit some shots and drink some beer, then, yeah, that's different. I mean, that's why golf's social and that's why why everyone's starting to fall in love with the game is because it can be something a little bit more than – you know, like everyone trying to be like Tiger Woods. You know, it's just depends on what your expectations are and what you're willing to put into it. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, of course. Of course, and I'm with you there. Get a get um, a swing coach. That's like the main thing. Just get a swing coach, put some time in on the range, and there you go. I definitely encourage like short courses, though. I mean, I think playing it forward on tees. Um, if you're a beginner, there's no shame in that until you mm-hmm. realize, or not until you realize, but until you like, until you're comfortable enough and confident enough to go move back a little bit or um, go on to a bigger course or a course that is more challenging. So, yeah. All right. Uh, number nine, last one of this. I hate collared shirts and khaki bottoms. Khaki. <laughs> there, are, there are two. <laughs> what are you wearing? There are too many. Mike from LA. <laughs> there are too many. Cool... I'm not going to give that insurance company a free advertisement. Sorry. All right. I, I, not yet. Not yet, uh, at least, Jake. There are too many startups there are too many like golf apparel companies 
that make stuff that are very fashionable and very, very cool to wear. And I even see people wearing them like out when they go out to drink. So big misconception. Yeah. Agreed. Especially within the last three, four years, it's definitely taken off. Shout out Melbourne golf um, for being trendy like that. But yeah, I mean, like uh, I think we talked about this. I'll, I'll untuck my shirt every now and then. Oh yeah, Um, man. It's turning that direction. I'll wear a hoodie. Be it look look good. We're so, look, we're so rebellious. I'm talking shirts and wearing hoodies. Yeah, man. Well, uh, it's, just it's honestly joking, but... a pretty big topic right now. No, it is most definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a private course, you can have your dress code if to however you want. Same with like I guess public in a sense. If you want, do whatever floats your goat, but. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no shame in wearing a shirt to the – just a non-collared shirt to the golf course, I don't think. I mean, you say you do it all the time when you go practice. You wear sweatpants and a T-shirt, so. I did today. My golf course was closed today, so I went to a public course, had some joggers on, T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, joggers are starting to be a trend in on the golf course now, and I'm I'm not opposed to anything unless it's, like – it's really ridiculous, you know. So, yeah. agreed. So yeah, uh, golf. I mean, a lot of golf clothes are pretty cool, and honestly, that a lot of the golf golf shirts I have, if they didn't have the collar on them, I could work out in them. So, yeah, I mean, even if the collar, like, it's not even collars get in the way. I'm just saying that the look of me working out in a collar shirt would be a little weird. Just looks different. Yeah. I mean, like the gym, like the you gym, wearing leggings at Joey D. The gym I go, I'm not I'm not coming on that. The gym I go to, <laughs> if I walked in there with a collared shirt, I'd get all the looks. So, mm, I bet, I bet. Any more misconceptions that we can add that you would like to add? One more. No, I think that's that's good. That's fun, honestly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, well, I think we're at about an hour right now. We are. We can, uh, or almost. Um, mm-hmm. We can We can talk more misconceptions next week if we want. The yeah, world is our oyster. In the meantime, we'll think of other things and go from there. Yep. Yep. All right, well, we got our bold predictions out. I got heated again. This seems to be a trend on <laughs> on this, so... <laughs> Also, go Bearcats, beat Bama. Oh, fuck yeah. Shout out to UC making the playoff. We're doing it. We made We're it. making it happen. Um, I felt like I already won a championship, so anything now is just cherry on top. So, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Any parting thoughts or comments before we leave? Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna say follow my Instagram at Mike Wolf Golf. Follow our follow our Instagram for the podcast, Traveling Athlete Pod. Dave, where can we follow you and see your stuff? Uh see my stuff at David Wetterick and also our sponsors website, Dreamcatcher Golf Co. And yeah, just keep following all those four um accounts for content and details yeah we're gonna get more stuff out on our instagram page so just follow us for that 
And uh, we'll be back next Monday. Can you do next Monday? Yeah, unless we say something otherwise in the meantime. Monday it is. Sounds good. All right, Dave. Sweet. All right, Michael. I'll talk to you. Have a great night. Wait, did you hit record? <laughs> <laughs>